you can follow the protocol and do all the right steps, and it can still not work for you. Because you can't predetermine or outline the wild, unpredictable factor of the soul. You feel, discover, and live the truth of it every step you go. You're listening to Falling into Soul. I'm your host, McCall Erickson. As a lifelong student, writer, and guide of inner healing and transformation, I bring forth context for the deeper, more nuanced, and more confusing processes of soul awakening that aren't always reflected for us in mainstream culture. Having the right context for the processes you're going through that the world gives you no context for can help you feel less crazy, less alone, and more able to work with them as they're happening. It's an honor to be in this space with you, sharing my experience, my strength, my perspective, as well as songs I've written along the way. All music in this podcast is written and recorded by me. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode 15. I want to talk about what I think is one of the biggest missing pieces to most modalities of healing. The biggest missing piece in the whole culture of inner healing, of bringing your dreams to life and creating a life that works for you. There's never been a lack of methods, a lack of ways showing seven steps to this or that in the self-help industry. We are flooded with that. We're flooded with ways to do this, ways to heal this or that. But we don't. what we don't hear is what to do when the proven method doesn't work for you. And that is precisely what I've been obsessed with my whole life. Why do certain healing protocols and methods work for some people and not others? Why do you set goals sometimes with the best of intentions and then have no motivation to follow through with them or have unforeseen, uncontrollable circumstances get in the way of them? Why does one person's life work life purpose lead them to having a million followers on social media while another person puts their whole heart into it and gets no response at all? Why do the steps to so-called success work for some people and not others? How can certain people eat vegetables and run marathons and die of heart attacks in their 40s when other people eat meat, smoke cigarettes, and have so-called unhealthy habits but live into their 90s. What is it that keeps some people alive no matter how much they brush the brink of death and what takes others away so soon? What is this unpredictable, mysterious factor that we can't control? Is it the soul? Is it the will of the soul? If the soul is the part of us that merges with the mystery that is in direct conversation with the mystery then it seems like the will of the soul would have just as much to do with the way things do or don't go for us in life as our conscious intent and will does, if not more so. Unfortunately, most of us have little to no understanding of how the will of the soul works in a culture that teaches us to be many controllers over everything that teaches us we can do anything as long as we put our minds to it, our will to it. But soul is not about what you can take charge of and control. It's about what you can surrender to, allow, and receive in flow. 
I have a strong memory from when I was 14, and I found a book on tape in my stepdad's office, and it was called Willpower is Not Enough. I don't remember the details of the book, but I do remember sneaking into his office when he was gone and listening to the tapes and feeling so validated that in a society that tells us all we have to do is decide what we want and go be it, go do it, go achieve it, that there's actually more to it than that. I felt so validated that there were other energies at play to me, that I wasn't just weak because I couldn't make certain things happen or I couldn't stop certain behaviors just based on my willpower. Listening to those tapes validated this energy in me that I now call the soul, but at the time, I didn't have words or context for this deeper driving force of will that seemed to take over my life. It pulled me from within, no matter what I consciously wanted or how badly I wanted it, or how how much I was willing to work for it, it seemed like there was something driving me, something other driving me. Listening to that book gave me enough to hang on to, to know I was on to something, that there was more to making change than conscious intent and willpower alone. Further on down the road in college, when my consciousness expanded and took me out of religion, as the answer to everything, I entered the spiritual arena like many of us do. Spiritual, not religious, right? But spirituality, to me, wasn't much different from religion in that it offered so many answers, so many steps to this or that way of healing, but cut out the mystery. I remember watching The Secret, which is all about law of attraction and all that, and I remember thinking, Something is missing here. Something just feels off. I mean, I see what they're saying, that ask and it is given, and you just put your mind to it, and you can manifest things in miraculous ways, but not always. Why? Why not always? Why can't we just make up our conscious minds to do something and have it be done every time? It just didn't sit right with me. Something was hugely missing from the picture. I found myself saying yes, but a lot to spirit, trendy spirituality and the make your dreams come true culture. Yes, but like life was more of a complex puzzle and I was being sold one piece of the puzzle as the answer to the whole puzzle. But my soul was screaming, I don't care about your easy answers. It seems to be about so much more than easy answers. I was drawn in by the inexplicable, the element of the unpredictable, things that religion and science and trendy spirituality weren't readily explaining to me about my journey and processes that were happening. I searched and searched for some kind of context for living with this factor of the unpredictable, the uncontrollable. Anyone who would talk about it, I would eat it right up. I searched and followed the pull of my own soul, which is to say I followed my own life mess, my own crazy, my own madness, until I found alchemy. Alchemy gave me so much context for the processes of the soul. This helped me fill in a lot of gaps. It gave me context for what I'd always felt, that I'm not just my conscious mind, my conscious will, my willpower, but some unconscious, deeper, unknown will and force of nature and magic. It gave me context to understand why my life wasn't working in ways I thought it should. 
in ways I was taught it should, in ways I believed it should, in ways that other people's lives were working. Understanding that there was this inexplicable, unpredictable force in me, which I call the soul, changed everything for me. I began to understand that it would always be there. The factor that I can't control will always be there. I call this force the soul. It's also called the daimon, and it could be called many things in different traditions. You could call it the mystery if you want. It's the unconscious part of us. It's the part of us that is in direct contact with the mystery, that brings us intel from the mystery. We will never fully know it with our conscious minds. We know it by bringing our consciousness to it with every breath, every step. There is no way to know it all at once. There's no way to outsmart or outgrow the mystery. You can't outgrow the mystery. You can't outgrow your soul. Isn't there just something so comforting in that? Terrifying maybe at times, but also comforting. So this idea that soul is the part of us that is merged with the mystery, that is in direct contact with the mystery, that brings us intel from the mystery, that we can't know it with our conscious minds all the time. This is why I say that soul is the caveat to everything. Yes, you can manifest amazing things. You can heal miraculously. You can do what you love. You can follow your dreams. You can set goals and achieve certain things, but only in ways that the will of the soul is aligned with to carry out. And sometimes we don't know what the will of the soul is until everything not it, everything we thought was it, falls away. This is what we come to know on the path of soul awakening. We come to know that we can't make anything happen that doesn't also want to happen through us. We can't make anything happen that doesn't also want to happen through us. This doesn't make us victims of soul. It makes us partners with it. Partners with a deeper storyline, a deeper mystery. Partners with discovering the deeper dance with every step as life unfolds. This is why the way of soul is not so much about finding and doing what's considered right or true or finding and doing something that's going to guarantee to heal you or help you do a certain thing in a certain way. It's about finding and doing what actually works for you. And I don't mean doing what works for you to hell with the rest of the world or at the expense of the rest of the world. I mean doing what works to bring you into alignment with what is, into alignment with life as it's happening. When we are aligned and present with what is, we are aligned with the soul, which brings a fresh genius and aliveness to your relationship with your environment, people around you, in the world at large. So this is what soul awakening is. It's an awakening to a relationship with the mystery. Relationship to life as it's actually happening. Because life is a manifestation of the mystery. So when we're in relationship with our soul, we're in relationship with mystery. We're in relationship with a deeper intelligence then we can consciously know or understand a deeper intelligence and design than we can immediately know or understand. This is why it feels like there is so little control 
in soul living. It really strips us of that control and brings us into surrender. In surrender, we are continually giving up what we think should be happening for what is actually happening. In surrender, we are continually giving up what we think should be happening for what is actually happening. This is incredibly hard on the ego, and the alchemical phases and procedures serve to get the ego out of the center of gravity so it isn't running the show, but being in service to the soul. Blessed is the ego that has been burned, drowned, thwarted, bashed out of the way to be in service to the soul, in service to the mystery. And this is why I've been fascinated with alchemy so much, is that it outlines these processes, the processes we go through to strip the ego away from this magical alignment of spirit and soul within us. And alchemy serves to get us down to that core alignment with ourselves and life, that core alignment with ourselves, with the mystery. And once we're in that core alignment, alchemy serves to keep us aligned. If we reach to make something happen that the will of the soul is not aligned with to carry out, we can trust that we will most likely visit the lower vertical realms for healing and adjusting, recalibrating and adjusting, realigning. I talk more about the lower vertical realms and that experience in the second half of the mountain also in episode two. So we're constantly going through this alchemy to keep ourselves in alignment with our core, in alignment with our soul and spirit, in alignment with life as it's actually happening. And once again, the spirit and the soul represent the opposing energies within us. The spirit brings us inspiration, but the soul brings us the will and the drive to carry that out. That's why these two have to be in agreement for anything to be brought into form. We have to have this inspiration of spirit and the will and the drive of the soul, which we can't control, only surrender to, in order for those two things to work together, in, for, in order for inspiration to be brought into matter, into form. And you will know if it doesn't work because you won't be able to manifest this magical alignment no matter how hard you try. The processes and procedures of alchemy prepare us to live in this magical alignment. This type of surrender is another reason I say we don't always get to be what we want to be. We get to be who we are. We don't always get to create what we want. We get to create what wants to be created through us. And we do better when we can tune into and bring forth the precious stalwart part of us that wants that too. When we can want what wants us, that is a magical alignment. I know this is a hard truth, but it's also the point of freedom. Our freedom comes when we take our deepest dreams, our highest desires, our truest inspirations, and offer them to the mystery. Offer them to what we can't yet see or know about the bigger picture of things. This is how we honor and live the soul. The good news about all of this, about going through the alchemy, about enduring the ego bashings that bring us into this alignment, is that when we are in this alignment, we can bring amazing things into form. 
when the inspiration of spirit and the will of soul are aligned and the ego has been alchemized enough to allow that to happen and bring those two into form in matter, in physical matter, in human life, right there, that is the magic. That is the magical process, the magical happening. To all on this path of discovering, uncovering, recovering the wild, mysterious parts of you, deep bows. It takes guts to live in this type of surrender, to go through this type of alchemy. It's hardcore. It goes against the grain of cultural conditioning for most of us. But take heart and know that if things are not going the way you think they should or wish they would, this is the soul speaking. This is the mystery inviting you into a deeper conversation, a richer, fuller conversation with your true nature and life itself, the mystery of life moving through you. When we surrender control, we enter the mystery, we enter the soul. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. It means so much to know you're out there, you're listening, and you care. I am deeply touched and honored that this is finding a place in so many of your hearts. You can find more ways to support the podcast at McCallEricson.com. Also, by leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or by sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, be well in mystery and soul.